Hello and welcome to today's Dell Technologies podcast, where we'll be looking at technology that's absolutely right for meeting today's demands on IT, virtual desktop infrastructure. It enables people to work anywhere, anytime, on any device, safely and securely, and just as easily as if they were in the office on a corporate network. It's key to a concept that's very much come to the fore in recent times, the hybrid workplace that embraces traditional office environments and remote working environments. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm a longtime tech journalist and regular TV and radio presenter. To tell us more about virtual desktop infrastructure and the emergence of the hybrid workplace that embraces traditional on-premises and remote working, I'm joined by Luke Boyce, System Engineer, Client Solutions Group at Dell Technologies based in Melbourne. He'll look at some of the challenges organisations face in implementing remote working seamlessly and securely and delivering a good experience for remote workers. And he'll tell us how Dell Technologies offers a one-stop shop for virtual desktop infrastructure from the desk to core to cloud. And he'll also explain how office environments need to change so they become an integral part of a work-from-anywhere scenario. Luke is joining us remotely from Melbourne, and depending on who walks past his house, we may hear from his staffy George, as well. Luke, let's dive straight into it. Today's working environment has radically changed. Our entire approach has evolved like nothing we've ever seen. Hybrid workspaces, activity-based work, remote working, the idea of work from anywhere. What are the differences between these new approaches and what key features tie them all together? Uh, good morning, mate, and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I guess the the key feature for all of them is being able to access data from anywhere securely um, and to be able to work both on and off the corporate network. It's uh, really an evolution of um, workplace strategy where um, we've had groups of workers that in the past have been either 100% remote or 100% in the office or maybe only working um, remotely um, a couple of hours a week. Uh, but with COVID, as you called out, uh, things have changed. So in a hybrid workspace, um, we need to be able to cater for people to work from anywhere at any time, uh, but we need to expect that people are going to be in the office on different days. So when they are in the office, we need, to, we need them to be able to interact um, very easily with people uh, that aren't sitting next to them. We also know that remote working has seen some security as its biggest challenge, but what are the other challenges that organisations face to deliver a good remote working experience for their staff? Some of the other challenges include speed to access of data. So we don't want um, staff to be having to hit their 2FA or log in with their RSA tokens multiple times a day. So we want them to be able to do that once and then get secure access to the information that they need. Um, but from a delivery perspective, lifecycling a full Windows device out in the field is quite challenging as well. With um, security and the current level of threats facing Windows devices, we need to make sure that a Windows cell is being patched consistently and quickly. Uh, and on a remote device being managed off the corporate network, that's quite challenging. With VDI, every time someone logs off the session, uh, the desktop is destroyed uh, and it's reprovisioned at the um, newest available state uh, and newest patch level available. So it's nice and secure. Well, today's office environment will now, of course, need to change to adapt to our new reality of work. 
what changes do you expect to see as offices become part of that hybrid workplace? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting change. So we had um, a big push towards high-density, hot-desking, uh, and then we've had some social distancing implications with that as well um, so that people aren't actually allowed to move around between all of those hot desks. Um, they're being forced to sign in and log into a specific desk. Um, but it's all about collaboration. So when we have split rotating shifts, some people working remotely, some people in the office, the spaces need to be evolved um, to uh, interact natively with whatever the chosen meeting solution is. So if that's Microsoft Teams and we've got people joining in remotely, we want collaboration displays with built-in microphone and speaker arrays at the desk and webcams. Uh, and in the huddle spaces and meeting rooms, we want touch-friendly devices that can um, interact remotely with other employees around whiteboarding, sharing content and things like that. Um, so it's almost like we're, like we're designing office spaces now, uh, assuming that not everyone is going to be there. Yeah, really interesting times. VDI is certainly an important tool we can leverage now. What makes VDI trump other approaches in respect to remote working? VDI's main competitor for remote access has always been the VPN. Um, depending on the application layout for an organisation, VPNs can be fairly challenging just for round-trip latency between where the employee might be uh, across the public internet or at home and where the data resides. So when people are working with legacy applications that rely on a back-end database or they're working with large CAD files, um, the, the latency and the distance across that network uh, really impacts the user experience and how quickly they can interact with apps and data and, um, and collaborate with others. So with VDI, its biggest strength is that the desktop sits in the data centre right next to those back-end data, databases and application sets. So from a user experience point of view, um, it's as if the user is, is sitting in the corporate office. Keeping track of devices, though, that's that's a challenge as well. You, you know, authorizing access, keeping everyone up to date, and most importantly, keeping them secure. As we've mentioned, what can organisations do to simply make that job easier? Yeah, there's a couple of different strategies uh, that are out there in that space. One is moving to a um, an alternative operating system. So, if we're managing Windows 10 in the data center as part of VDI to get the best return on that investment and minimize the effort at the edge, we can look at things like uh, Dell ThinOS or Dell Hybrid Client, which reduces the footprint on the device at the edge. So it requires less regular maintenance, less patching, and rem really removes the administrative overhead of, um, of that remote device. Other things we can do are around modern management. So with Workspace ONE or our Microsoft MEM integration from Factory, we can pre-enroll devices, bootstrap applications, um, uh, customise that standard Windows 10 SOE and make it fit for purpose for a corporate user and then directly ship that device uh, from our supply chain to an end user so that IT don't have to touch it and so that a user doesn't have to come uh, back to base to collect or swap out or repair a device. We've already mentioned too, it's no secret that the, the pandemic's accelerated the idea of an implementation of remote working. 
I know it took me a minute to, to adjust as well. No travel, virtual podcast guests. I can only imagine the struggle for organisations there. Did, did everyone get it right or how should organisations take their approach into more sustainable and manageable long-term solutions? Yeah, it was a, a really reactive time. So people had to do whatever they could uh, to keep productive. So we saw everything from scale out of VPN solutions to uh, rapid adoption of VDI onto public cloud, um, getting whatever devices um, people could get their hands on and shipping them to end users uh, to enable them to keep working. So um, with things start calming down a little bit in the start of this year, it's been a good chance for organisations to pause and revisit what really has worked well um, and what could be optimised. One of those things from a VDI perspective is um, is reevaluating um, where our application and data sets are against where we've had to quickly deploy virtual desktops into the public cloud. Um, so one of the things we can do is uh, talk about repatronizing some of those VDI workloads onto on-premise infrastructure to keep them close to the application and data where they're going to get the best user experience, uh, but also pull in some of the costs. Um, with all of the major hyperscalers being tied to the Australian dollar, at uh, the height of the pandemic when people had the most users on public cloud, uh, the Australian dollar was at its lowest. Uh, so those US dollar bills month on month keep coming in. Um, so now that we've got the chance um, to, to pause and look at how we might handle it better, um, in a lot of cases an on-premise solution can provide a better TCO. And what sort of work from anywhere scenarios is VDI best suited to? Well, with a, uh, a move to progressive web apps and uh, SaaS-based delivery mechanisms for applications, um, there's a real mix of applications that can run locally in a browser, uh, but traditional Win32 applications uh, as well as high-end CAD use cases. So more and more we're seeing VDI uh, not just being used as a primary uh, device, uh, but being used as a companion device as well. So if an organisation's got uh, some CAD users or anyone in ArcGIS, as an example, working with large data sets uh, that require high-end GPUs um, or if they've got long-running um, batch processing or rendering jobs, uh, but the employee needs uh, the mobility to be able to move around without interrupting that workload, uh, VDI, is, uh, there's a real emerging use case for that companion device where people can get the extra grunt they need above and beyond their standard corporate device with more CPUs, more memory, high-end GPUs in the data centre, um, but they can leave those uh, workloads running for a long period of time um, as they disconnect and move around the real world as well. And, and what about the factors that organisations need to look at, though, when considering implementing the VDI? Uh, yeah, so it, it comes down to um, as a few things like speed to access, proximity to data sets, um, the type of persona that my workforce represents uh, and the type of application sets. Um, so am I looking f to solve a mobility problem within a clinical space in a hospital uh, where I need my consistent desktop to follow me around every device I connect or am I needing to provide secure uh, remote access to large application sets where I don't actually want that data uh, to leave um, to leave the corporate environment. Uh, 
Um, but it's really going to come down to that user persona and the application set uh, that they're looking at. Um, and then on top of that, we need to consider things around unified communications and collaboration as well. So it's definitely a, it's like a matchmaking scenario. You've got to find the right solution for the organisation. It is, mate. There's a, a sweet spot for everybody, um, but it's not without its homework. And that's uh, where we're here to help. Sure. So what kind of expertise do you need, though, to effectively deploy and support VDI? Uh, yeah, there's a real mix. So um, uh, we need some good salary skills around uh, Windows 10 uh, and application lifecycling and patch management. And we need some um, infrastructure buy-in um, from uh, the, the back-end teams in an organisation as well. Uh, so guys that can help decide on the, the compute platform of choice and where that needs to be. Uh, and then there's the... Um, the HR and employee experience component as well, where we need to map the different uh, user personas uh, to a preferred employee experience. You've explained VDI really well. Uh, it is a foundational technology for digital transformation, but how does it support did that digital transformation? Yeah, so um, VDI uh, really enables that remote uh, work from anywhere um, mobility piece uh, that's um, critical for any digital transformation strategy uh, because of the way it can be automated and uh, life cycled in a consistent manner it really frees up IT teams uh, to go and focus on more high value um, tasks around application modernization as well um, so yeah it, it's twofold it's around access um, and manageability Luke, what's, what's one key takeaway you'd like our listeners to get from this podcast today? Uh, I guess just to remember that Dell Technologies is an end-to-end shop for VDI, whether it's a, a thin client or a, a managed device on the desk all the way back to the core or to the cloud. Um, we've got reference architectures and uh, some pretty talented people around the place to uh, jump in and help you out. Um, so, yeah, please reach out and start a conversation. Thanks a lot, Luke. That's all we've got time for today. A big thank you to you for joining me and also to the audience. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Dell Technologies VDI solution, please visit delltechnologies.com forward slash VDI. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.